Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jeff, get Doc back in here. He's not coming back. First without the one you love. Doc does such a good job of getting us all fired up and then walking out. Who's this? Temptations, right? OJ's. OJ's. That's a fun one. They all sound the same from that day, but they all sound damn good. These people, they, don't, they don't need synthesizers no, so no their voices tune. sound good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's what I'm going to do. Remember Jeff did auto tune? <laughs> of all the songs he's made, Almost all of them have been real good. The auto-tune one, not my favorite. <laughs> um, you didn't hear us talking about him. Blame Pie. Let's go. One phone line, then B. Mitch's, then back to the phones. We all start right. with Paul is in D.C. Paul, what up, man? Who you blaming? Um, I think Ron Rivera. I don't know. I, I just wanted to get your take on him. Because every time I saw him last night, he, he he was just like looking around and not looking at a clipboard or just kind of staring off into space. I was wondering if that's his style or is he not doing anything? I think that's his, in a sense, his style, but you Thanks, know what? Bud. He's allowed. He has taken the role of the CEO where he led his guys, offense coordinated, offense is ran by uh, Scott and uh, Masco, and I think defense is ran by uh, Jack. You know, I think he gets involved with stuff, but I think those guys are left to handle their business. And he's that guy where when you watch him, we talked about it last year, Ron seems to have the same look on his face whether you're winning or losing. Last night, though, you could see he was highly pissed off. He was pissed. Yeah. He was very, very involved with the refs last night, and maybe they don't put that on the broadcast. But, but I saw him. Yeah, they showed it. It he, was happening. He was having the conversations and all with them. You are right. The only thing I wonder about is if Ron and dude, I, I you want your coaches to coach like you put people you trust and believe in in positions to to accomplish the goals, right? But like, you know, the Commanders' D line wasn't great last night, like they have been. Giants ran the ball fairly well. Uh-huh. Daniel Jones didn't get sacked. Um. And they didn't run the ball enough. Like, you wonder if there's not an in-game adjustment to be made. But, dude, at the same time, at halftime of that game, they had they had run the ball, I think, 13 carries, something like that. I, I can pull it up here. At halftime, Robinson had eight carries. Gibson had four. That's 12. Um, and Samuel had three. So, you, you run the ball 15 times at halftime. 
That is well on the way to what I would think, and hell, I was told, the goal is probably 25 to 30 carries. And then you finish the game. What is that? For running backs, 12, 17 carries. For design runs is 17 plus 6 is 23. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not getting it done. Um, nope. I got Jay Flowers listening down in Richmond. Jay, what up? What's going on, guys? What's up, man? Hey, I'm getting my blame pie to be Mitch, man. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why it has not be Mitch put his hands on Dax Mill. Um, clearly, that, that, that strip fumble, I feel like on that punt return, if Dax had even tried to help us out with field yardage, and you know we got that penalty, we've been in a better position. Maybe if strip sack would have happened, but maybe it wouldn't have went in the end zone. I mean, how many weeks we're going to keep watching this guy just fair catch the ball? I don't know what he's told to do that, but I see no aggression. And we does Jay, run it. I hold see on, no Jay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not on the coaching staff. I'm not on the personnel. I damn sure would never choose Dax Mills. So you can't blame me. I blame the people that pick him. And if there is nobody else on that roster that has any type of giddy up to be a punt returner, then everybody in the personnel group needs to be kicked in the ass. Because he's awful, okay? But they keep putting him out there. If you hear, you hear me, I, that's been the point of mine. Uh, I, I don't like him back there. I, I think you, you've been fairly clear Yeah, he does that. nothing good. Thank so you for the call, Jay. If, if I had something to do with it, Dax Milne wouldn't be on a football team. Landfill, just real quick. Clearly, this is B. Mitch's fault, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. B. Mitch, Doc Walker. <laughs> Oh, boy. That, y'all funny as hell. Fred Smoot, Santana. Yeah, clearly. Cooley, all of them. Feisman. Like, Mike Sellers. I wish yeah. I wish the conversation that Santana and I have <laughs> could be really put out there in the public based on that dude right there, Dax Mill. That's, I don't know. That is, a coach has said we got to have him on for something else because, no, he is not the best guy to return kicks for you on your team. Did you see? Danny Johnson's better than him. Jahan Dawson, we know, so you don't want to let him. But Jahan Dawson way better than him. I think in key spots, you can use Jahan Dotson. Use somebody, but stop using fair catch, man. Did you see, speaking of alumni, Ryan Clark played here in D.C. Uh, ESPN analyst, really sharp dude, mm-hmm. I believe a Louisiana guy. Uh, Ryan Clark last night on Twitter, did you see this tweet? Nope. Um, Ryan Clark says, Washington didn't need pixie dust tonight. They needed a difference maker, a QB. Didn't have it. Uh, uh. But this, we have, we have take. listen, you and I have said this is Taylor's team because the team responds to him. Yeah. But every week, we're waiting for someone to pull a rabbit out of a hat. And that runs short quickly. The simple plays and the easy plays, we don't make them, but then we wait for him to come and come put, be, be great at the end. That doesn't work out over the long run. When you, when you live on razor-thin margins. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen. When you live on razor-thin margins, you're not going to get every break. Like, there's a reason. Hell, the Giants, too. There's a reason those two teams are at the top of that luck matrix I keep bringing up. Yep. Like, I mean, they had a couple fumbles bounce right. Last night was the first time this year Gibson's put the ball on the ground. That thing bounced right back to him. Oh, he got – bro, he's, that's the quickest I've seen him move in a while, bro. How many INTs have been dropped? Last night. Dude, he, he drilled through one right in the end, end zone. Yeah. 
So, all right. Um, give me your blame pie, sir. This right, is I'm the gonna Brian blame, I'm going to blame the coaches. Pie. Okay, I'm going. I'm going seventy-five percent coaches. Okay, you right because I'm going all of them together. You had two weeks to prepare, and what I saw happening last night is not a two-week plan. That's that's an overconfident plan. And after tying a team that you should have beaten, to be overconfident that's ridiculous. So we always talk about how people they get motivated. They were not motivated last night. They started off slow. Okay, we we talked all week about the, the how the Giants were approaching this as the must-win. Why didn't we see it as a must-win? And if we said it and then they didn't do it, then I'm gonna blame the coaches for that. I'm gonna come back on. 15%, I'm just going to go with the offense as a whole. Because they, you can't, if you can't put the ball in the end zone consistently, don't tell me a damn thing about it. I'm not, and whoever they, waiting for the ref, I'm not naming a ref. Because the ref did not call about 10 things they could have called against us. They always screw up in games. They make bad calls on both sides. I got 10% left? Yep. 75, 15, go with my 10 my last 10%, I'm going to flip it over to uh, the defense. Because, yeah, I am. Because when they got the ball, you got to realize, no, we didn't give up a lot of points, okay? But when we got to stop them in certain situations, fourth and nine, we didn't stop. When Saquon was running down the field, we couldn't stop them. You know, we didn't get any turnovers. And the thing about it is I am accustomed to hearing certain names. I heard those names. One time in a major moment last night. So, last night was the perfect game for those who are saying they don't get the reputation, they don't get the national notoriety. And this, that. Last night was the perfect game to tell the world who you are. How many people fell short on doing that? So, that's it. You know, Coaches got to put them in the right place, but once you're on the field, you got to make the plays. And I just think that I don't think the coaches did a damn good job at all. I think they were out coached, they were out schemed, and they seem like Dayball walking down the sideline with his hoodie on. You know, he, he just seemed like one step ahead of them. The Giants, for whatever reason, Dayball, even McAdoo, like the various versions of, of coaches the Giants have rolled out over the years just seem to have the Burgundy and Gold's number. I, I mean, it has seemed that way <laughs> since Kirk threw that pick to DRC. When was that? 16, 17? It has seemed that way. And, I, I, I mean, it, it'd be impossible to look at that matchup last night and say the Giants coaches didn't get the better end of that thing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um. Some really interesting stats here from Sam Fortier about the red zone struggles. And, and I thought this was pretty smart. He divided it in half. So you've got the 20 to the 10 and then the 10 to the 1. Um, Fortier wrote, writes, the, the chasm between Washington's passing in the high red zone and inside the low red zone is startling. I'm quoting from Fortier here in the post. Biggest culprits for the discrepancy appear to be Heineke and Turner. In the high red zone, Turner's tendency to remain about 50-50 run pass seems advantageous because Washington is effective running and Heineke is about league average passing. 
completing 10 out of 16, 62%, for three touchdowns and no picks. But inside the low red zone, Turner's balance seems to hurt the offense. Because even though Washington runs the ball pretty well, Heineke collapses. Inside the low red zone, Heineke has completed just eight of his 24 attempts. That's 33%. It's the lowest mark in the NFL this year by nearly 10%. Since 2000, out of 752 qualified quarterbacks, Heineke's completion percentage is tied for 727th. In the most critical situations, it's even worse. On third and fourth down, Heineke has completed one of 11 passes, 9%. Since 2000, the only quarterback to attempt double-digit passes inside the low red zone and have a worse completion percentage was Chicago rookie Justin Fields in 2021, who was 0 for 10. I've said this repeatedly. People get caught up in arm strength, and they think it's a you-know-what measuring contest about how far you can throw down the field. That ain't it. It's about zip and accuracy yeah. on tight window throws when the when the defense collapses. They have less ground to cover. It's about zip. It's about throwing lasers. Let's, let's look it's at the, about the big play last the big play last night. It was on the throne. John Dawson made a great adjustment and to come back and get it. Okay, most receivers don't come back and get that. So, yes, we go, "Oh, look at that. He he has a strong arm." Everybody in the NFL should be able to throw the ball 55 yards in the air if you're a quarterback. If you can't, you're horrible. Okay? So that doesn't mean how strong your arm is. Because when you throw balls that sail and, and begin to flutter a little bit and they drop short, they normally end up going the other direction. But he has receivers that are go-getters. And they bail him out a lot. And I, I look at all the social There's a reason they <laughs> struggle in the red zone. I look at a lot of social it's media. It's not the wind blowing. Yeah, I look at a lot of social media, and every time a pass is completed, they ignore the receiver. Like, just the quarterback does it. No. If you have a played quarterback or anywhere close, a lot of times you throw a horrible pass, and the receiver goes and get it and make you look good. You know what Daniel Jones did a couple times last night? Through a goddamn laser. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know that he's very good. The the fourth and nine, he he, stuck on the chest. I don't know that he's a top half of the league starter or ever will be. But he's got a cannon. And every once in a while, it's accurate. Yeah. Like, you got to trust yourself to have the zip to get past the linebacker and be in front of the safety. You got to have that zip, man. Mm-hmm. It, they, people see what they want to see. The whole world's a Rorschach test. But, like, some of the, like, if you look at them getting bogged down, if you're not going to run the ball on four straight carries, which I, I, I can conceptually understand, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a tight area, dude. You get down first to goal from the eight. The defense has way less ground to cover. Like, it, it, philosophically, you've got to understand that. That the people get so caught up. Dude, how about the the deep shot to Dotson? He threw that thing 60 yards in the air. It was great. It was a great deep shot. It's not about deep shots. Go listen to the ball when Josh Allen throws it. Don't watch it. Listen. Listen to the ball when Justin Herbert throws it. 
listen to the ball when Lamar Jackson throws it. I, th- I think people have to understand one thing. Favorite player was number who? Four. Red Favre. One of the strongest arms that ever played this game. But then you, if that's your favorite player, that's, the way, that's why he plays like he plays sometimes. And Brett Favre can throw a ball probably through a window, through a, a wall, and get to the next person. He doesn't have that. So he, 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 the fact that he has these receivers that are go get these balls that ordinarily you shouldn't even much throw, that's a big plus for him. Because if he didn't have ter- guys like Terry, guys like Jahan, we'll be talking a lot of different things. Dude, if they had the receivers they had a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, phone lines are packed. We're coming to you. We're, we're all in this thing together, okay? Blame pies all we're day. We're trying to get there. We're, we're, we're in it together. Stay on the phones. We're working them all in. You're listening to B. Mitchell Finley. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.